What's up, guys? Welcome to Rethinking Christianity, episode number six. Episode number six. And today we're going to be talking about this idea of going deeper. And going deeper is a phrase that I've heard in the church a lot, and it's a phrase that I think we'll continue to hear. Um, Going deeper is actually a calling of Jesus and something that he asks of us, but I think we hear this phrase and we often take it lightly. And so in today's episode, I discuss this topic and I think it can be really helpful if we really examine it and question ourselves as to if we really are going deeper. And so I hope that uh, this podcast episode is encouraging and helpful for you. So let's get into the episode. All right, so today we are going to talk about this idea of going deeper, going deeper. Uh, And this is a term that I've heard most of my Christian life, and um, it's it's things I've read in books, and it's things I've heard from pastors. Um, And this idea of going deeper usually goes like, hey, I want to go deeper in my faith, or I want to go deeper in my following of Jesus. And it's it's a good thing, I think. Um, a lot of times, though, it can turn into kind of a phrase that just gets thrown around or something that is not as specific maybe as it needs to be, or we don't actually mean it as much as we need to. And so this term going deeper or I want to go deeper in my faith um, has been an idea that's been around for a long time, I'm sure, um, at least for as long as I've been alive. And I've only been alive for what 25 years so. Um, As long as I've been in church, this idea of wanting to go deeper in our faith has existed. And even um, just a couple years ago, this has been like a like in songs that are uh, sung. Um, If you're a Christian, you heard the song Oceans. And one of the lines in the song of Oceans was take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. Uh, And so, you know, this idea has even been in like anthems that are sung out at conferences or sung out in big churches or in small churches. And it's a calling that is good and it has um, right intentions. But oftentimes, I think it, it gets thrown around too easily. And what happens is we begin to maybe think that we're going deep, but we aren't really going that deep and we aren't really challenging ourselves as Christians and as followers of Jesus. And so, in the midst of this like proclamation of singing songs like Oceans, Take Me Deeper Than My Feet Could Ever Wander, in the midst of you know proclaiming that we want to go deeper in our faith than ever before, proclaiming things like we want revival and, and all those sayings, um, I think in many ways uh, we have settled for a shallow faith, a, a faith that's very shallow. And the cause of this, I believe, is what... It, many have called, and I would agree with them in calling it this, is consumer faith or consumer Christianity. And so the idea of consumer Christianity is basically um, when you consume something, usually it will be easy to take in, right? It will be um, not hard to accept or or whatever. And and I would compare it to um, McDonald's, right? So McDonald's has created a way of making fast food very easily and has created a way of, you know, pumping out food. Chick-fil-A is another one. Uh, they have created a way of pumping out uh, food at a, at a very high fast pace, um, but it's not the highest quality of food, right? So McDonald's, you're not going to go there if you're dieting or you're trying to take care of yourself. Um, and, you know, the value that you get from that is not very high, 
Um, but if you were to go to a steakhouse or somewhere where you were to get steak um, and you sat down to eat a steak dinner, you're going to have to wait and you're eventually going to get it. You even tell them how you want it cooked. There are very specifics about it um, that you give them. And they bring it out, and it's a really good meal you've had to wait for. It's been cooked. It's been tended to. And um, you consume it, but it's not as easy as just going through the drive through at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and picking up a meal. And this is, I think, kind of what consumer Christianity has done. It's, it's simplified a religion, being Christianity, so much so that, you know, it's not really helping a lot of people in some ways. At least I, I would think for people on the outside looking in, many of them may see the faith of Christianity that is presented through this consumer Christianity, through social media, through, um, through the internet, through whatever means of them consuming or seeing Christianity and the culture that Christianity has become. I think a lot of times people are turned off to it because of how cliche it's become and how consumeristic that it has become. And so like the depth of following Jesus and understanding faith has been simplified so much uh, that it leaves little to be desired for those on the outside looking in. I just don't see, you know, a lot of the very popular Christianity that we have going on within Protestantism to be very compelling for people on the outside looking in. And I think part of the problem is that it doesn't answer questions and things that people are struggling with and things that um, people are doubting or, or, or a number of different things. A quote that um, I think is a good way to, you know, kind of how we ought to view our faith and in our seeking of God um, is from Augustine. And it says this, For such is the depth of the Christian scriptures that even if I were attempting to study them and nothing else, from boyhood to decrepit old age with the utmost leisure, the most unwearied zeal, and with talents greater than I possess, I would still be making progress in discovering their treasures. So Augustine looked at his seeking of faith and his seeking out of God through studying the scriptures. If he were to put all his efforts into it, and he was to do it from a young age to old age, um, and at all times of his life, he still would be seeking more of God, seeking more understanding, seeking to go deeper. And so this idea of going deeper, it's a phrase we throw around, and what has occurred in the midst of consumer Christianity, I think we have often lost sight of what that actually means. And what I mean by that is that I think what we have to do is, as, and this is something I've kind of mentioned in a previous episode about, like, why do we rethink Christianity and what are we rethinking? I think what we have to do is ask ourselves, you know, am I taking things at face value? Am I taking my beliefs at face value? Meaning that if I'm told something by a pastor or someone within my denomination or within my Christian tribe or, or whatever it may be for you, your Christian group, um, do I just accept that as true because it's been told to me um, for much of my life? Or am I seeking to really understand, okay, why do I believe this is true? Is it actually true? And is it really representative of what it means to be a Christian? And so we have to ask ourselves these questions. Am I, am I accepting my beliefs simply because I've been told them my whole life, or am I just taking my beliefs at face value? And so, you know, what happens, and this goes right in line with this idea of consumer Christianity, is that when Christianity becomes, you know, created into 
such a fate that is so shallow that it's so easy for people to digest. And, and it should be simple. That's not what I'm saying. The gospel is a simple idea. Following Jesus is a simple idea, but it's not easy to understand. And it should be something that we're continually seeking. But what happens when we have, you know, the ideas about Christianity being presented so that so many people can understand them so simply, what often that does is I think it doesn't challenge people. And when it doesn't challenge people, what we see is people that are buying into ideas that are presented by their favorite pastor, their favorite worship artist, their favorite sometimes politician. So there are these ideas about God and about Christianity and about faith that are presented in such a way um, to people by others. And the only credentials that they have is because they have some number or some type of influence over them. You see, what we have to understand is that influence of a leader does not equal like the truth. It doesn't mean that what they're saying is actually true. It doesn't mean what they're saying is actually helpful. And a lot of times it doesn't seem like a lot of the things that they're saying is very challenging. See, what what consumer Christianity does is it gives you things that makes it very easy for you to come back towards Christianity. And that's a good thing in some ways, but it's also not helpful in others. And so we have to ask ourselves, am I taking things at face value? Am I accepting beliefs and ideas about God and Jesus simply because a pastor has told me these things or simply because I read them in a popular Christian book or I heard them on Christian radio? Whatever it may be, a lot of times those things aren't helpful and a lot of times those things are actually, I think, harming Christianity more than helping followers of Jesus. So we should seek to discover questions Um, answers to questions that make us go, hmm. So like when we're hearing people talk about God or we're reading about God or we're studying the scriptures as Augustine talked about, like we should be seeking to find questions that we struggle with, find questions that we have a hard time understanding, find questions that when we, you know, when we're thinking about them, we really can't wrap our minds around them. And what that does is it makes us go deeper, right? And so, and if we have no questions about God that make us go, hmm, or, you know, make us kind of confused or make us have to process thoughts, then I think, like, we don't really respect God enough. Because if, if we're trying to fully understand the ideas um, and thoughts about of infinite being, there has to be questions in the midst of our faith that make us go, hmm, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. That's really mysterious. That's really hard to understand. And for us, as followers of Jesus, we should be seeking and respecting God in such a way that makes us ask questions and makes us go deeper. And if we have no questions, then are we respecting God as this infinite being and this infinite creator that is like higher, more knowledgeable, that is very difficult to understand at times? And so our respect of God as an infinite being should draw up deeper and deeper questions. C.S. Lewis, a quote that he says about those that are slackers um, and God is no fond of slackers. He says, God is no fonder of intellectual slackers than he is of any other slackers. So, you know, there has to be a side of intellectualism within our faith that is causing us to ask questions about God, that's causing us to want to know more about God, and that's causing us to question the belief systems in which we've held on to for most of our lives. 
And what I don't want you to take from this is me saying that your belief system is wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you take it at face value and you don't question it and you don't ever ask, is this true because it's something that I've sought out or is it just true because it's what I've grown up in, then we have a problem. We have to ask ourselves, you know, am I taking things at face value or am I seeking to go deeper? If you want to see some examples of shallow faith and lack of depth, it's very easy to find. Get on Facebook. I'm sure many of you have seen memes of, of all sorts of things that are, you know, kind of hilarious about Christianity, but also represents a culture that has been created within Christianity that is politicized and also um, created into cliches through consumerism and through media that is put out by big-time pastors, by worship bands, by influencers, whatever it may be. Christianity has many people influencing the thoughts of the followers of Jesus. Um, A really sad example of this um, is, you know, what we saw in the last couple weeks with the, the Capitol riots. And one of the things that I saw on the news in going on with the Capitol riots was a group of people that were there, and it was this giant banner that said, Jesus saves. And what you see in that is a group of people that have been influenced by something or somebody that has given them ideas about Jesus and faith that that for some reason they feel are associated with a particular a particular political party and the actions that they're doing. So they felt that Jesus was a part or a part of what belief systems that they hold to. And this is not me questioning whether those people are Christians or not, um, but it is me questioning whether or not they had ever asked themselves the question, are my beliefs simply beliefs I believe in because I'm taking them at face value and there's something that they're, they're beliefs that I've held on to for a long time or are these actual beliefs that I've sought out and found to be true? And I would say that politicizing Jesus is never helpful. I don't think it is useful. I don't think it is something that we should do as followers of Jesus, especially when it draws up actions that cause other people harm. More often than not, those people, I believe, when they do that, have taken um, their beliefs about God and Jesus and following Jesus at face value. So there are easy examples to find of this where like, we, we call out this idea of going deeper and, and God take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. Um, but it's not just in faith, but it is also in our thought processes and it's also in our minds and also in how we seek out God with our minds. And so we should seek out God and study the scriptures and spend moments of contemplation and reflection. Um, one of the things that I like to use when I cook is a crock pot. Um, or if you've ever baked like something for a long period of time, there, there is something about like, you know, food that comes from something that has had a lot of like, um, time put into it. And I'm talking about food a lot. I'm kind of hungry right now. So that might be why, but you know, when we put, when you put a lot of effort into food, usually like hours and hours, the result you get is so good and it's taken, um, time to get to that place, but it's worth it. It's always worth it when you like, if you've ever baked bread or, or whatever it may be, it's always worth waiting around for it. And the, the same thing goes for our faith. There, there should be these moments over time in our life and in our following of God and seeking out God and following of Jesus that, you know, at times maybe the doubts that we've had have been difficult or the questions that we have had may never be answered. But the contemplation and the reflection that we put into them is always worth it 
Because the result that we get is usually this drawing us closer to God and trusting of God more so than rather, you know, simply accepting things for what we've been told they are. And this is not, again, this is again not to say that what you've been told is wrong. This is simply me asking, are you taking it at face value? And so some practical advice that I I think maybe could be helpful for you is, um, I have a few things here. The first one is, read books that are hard to finish. Like, you know, one of my favorite things to do is read, and I'm kind of a nerd in that way. Um, But there's a lot of times I start a book and like, or start a chapter of a book, and I don't actually finish it, but I always go back. So I think that like reading books that are that are hard to finish and books that make you question your beliefs about God, that make you question, um, you know, ideas that you've thought about God. And, and I think what these do is they oftentimes will draw us into deeper thoughts about God and things that I think are more helpful than simple ideas and answers about God. So read books, find books that are hard to finish. Um, there's a lot of authors out there that present really good and different ideas. Um, look and search. So the second piece of advice is look for, look for and search for perspectives of other thoughts. So like, even if you don't agree with them, like thoughts about, um, Jesus and faith. So like seek out thoughts from people that maybe if people knew you were reading, reading them, uh, or listening to them, they would go, you need to be careful. And I think that, um, you know, I think those things are okay. I think seeking out like Things about God and, and ideas about God that may not fit into the boxes that we're used to, I think can be helpful. And that doesn't mean that you will agree with them or even should agree with those thoughts, but being exposed to these ideas are helpful in us growing in our faith and understanding God more. Um, and then the last one is if you can find like community or people that you can talk to about challenging ideas or questions that you're having about God or, or doubts that you're having about God. I think the best thing that we can do as followers of Jesus is have people around us that are like-minded, that are seeking Jesus, and are seeking Him in a way that's honoring Him as this infinite being, and this infinite God, and this infinite Christ. Um, And so we have to like come together and, and find people we can trust, that we can talk to about ideas about God that are often difficult. Um... You know, the instructions that Jesus gives in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, 37, um, I think are a beautiful example of Jesus calling us to not only love God with our heart and our soul, but also our mind. So Jesus, he's in a conversation with people and he replies, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your mind. Um, and so Jesus is telling us here, like our heart and soul will, will, will be, of course, we'll love God with them. But he also calls for this intellectual loving of God with our minds and this going deeper and understanding God with our minds. And and Jesus was always challenging his disciples. He was always challenging the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was he was always challenging people around him. And what that tells me is that Jesus is a challenger of ideas. He's a challenger of faith. He's a challenger of the status quo. And what Jesus is calling us to as followers of Jesus is people that are seeking Him out, seeking to understand Him, and wanting to know Him deeper. So we have to love God with our heart and with our soul. But just as Jesus instructs and Jesus shows throughout His his ministry, um, love God with your mind. So like, you know, this is kind of something that is always 
you know, continually on my heart because I see the result of this consumer Christianity and this like very simple and basic faith from a culture within Christianity that I think is very unhelpful. And I think it's created a lot of harm that has been done by Christians to the world around us. And we also at times look kind of stupid when we don't really understand what it is that we believe about God and we simply hold to ideas that are just ones that we've been told our whole lives or things that we've accepted as true. And so a couple final thoughts. Um, I want to ask you the question. These are questions that I think you can ask yourself. Um, what are, where are you challenging yourself in your beliefs? Where, where is it that you're challenging yourself in your beliefs? The second thing is, like, are you accepting ideas because your favorite Christian influence presents them? Like, whether it be your favorite pastor, your favorite worship leader, um, someone that mentors you, um, all those things can be very positive. But also if we hold on to those ideas as truth simply because of the influence that those ideas are coming from, then they may not be good. So like, don't accept ideas because it's your favorite Christian uh, influence giving them to you. And don't accept ideas simply because you grew up in them. This is something I mentioned um, in episode number two about like, why are we rethinking Christianity and what it is that we're rethinking? Ultimately, guys, like the most important thing that we can do is the command that Jesus gave is love God with our mind. Love God with our heart, love God with our soul, but also love God with our mind. He is really wanting more of us, I think. And I think this last year and all the turmoil and all the strife and all the hardship and all the things that people are dealing with, we need people that are followers of Jesus that are thinking, thinking about what it is they believe about God, what they believe about truth, and what they believe about the hope that they're giving people. And I think when we do that, I think people see followers of Jesus that really care, followers of Jesus that really care about what it is that they believe. And what it is that we believe when, we, when we're really seeking it out I think that is reflected in our actions and in our lives because we have spent time in contemplation and reflection seeking to understand what it really means to go deeper with God. Hey y'all, thanks again for tuning in to Rethinking Christianity. I hope today's episode has been super helpful and encouraging in you and your faith and in going deeper and what that means in our following of Jesus. And so I hope that the things that I kind of presented in this episode will challenge you and encourage you and just be uh, super beneficial. Um, If you could do me a huge favor by sharing the episode, uh, rating it, reviewing it, and just continuing to listen, I would be super, super thankful. And until next time, I'm Blake.